This is CliffCentral.com. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. A very good afternoon and a warm welcome to Fashion Lab, the first ever fashion business radio talk show to go live in Africa and the rest of the world. My name is Moik Peterson and on today's show we continue um, our discussion from last week which is a two-part series and today we're doing um, the second part of this very interesting topic, um, a glance at the African um, fashion revolution. Um, Fashion Lab is a show that is focused on producing relevant and exciting content around different subject matters on a weekly basis that we feel help elevate um, or just educate the African fashion industry to influence how we run our fashion business today in order to achieve better results tomorrow. Sitting with me in studio is um, Misha Links. Misha, please, I'm, 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 please, your last name, the pronunciation. Lensing. It's Lensing. pretty, it's pretty easy. It's like Len and then a sink. Lensing. And Misha is, um, standing in for, she's doing our trend report for, um, Nicola Cooper, who we are still praying for. Please, um, send your hashtags and praying for Nicola. And uh, my co-host and co-producer, um, Liz Rogers for the Goomba. She is unfortunately, she won't be able to join us, um, this afternoon, but I am sitting in studio with absolutely amazing guests and with lovely Misha, who is our all-round, um, assistant. Um, we would like to encourage you who is listening um, who's listening to let us know um, which kind of subject matters you would like us you would like to hear and for us to discuss um, keep your tweets coming at fashion lab af um, that is for twitter on instagram it is fashion lab africa um, and also Facebook, it's Fashion Lab Africa. Um, this, this is where we are every Friday from 1 to 2 Central Africa, Central African time, sorry. Um, so keep it locked. Um, Misha, you told me earlier, just before we came on air, you read something very interesting and we were actually just laughing about it. Um, would you, would you like to share that to, with our, with our listeners? No. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, okay, so I came across this article about this woman who crocheted her own wedding dress. Basically, wow. what happened was she wanted a wedding dress, couldn't find anything in her budget, and ended up spending $70 and eight months with her grandmother to crochet this wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tweeted out a link to everyone who's interested in seeing it for themselves. I personally was very disappointed when I saw the images because it says this 22-year-old lady from Kansas City makes this wedding dress, and I'm expecting this elegant crocheted wedding dress and it just came like it was frumpy like yeah i i was i was a bit disappointed i mean i looked at it misha and i i mean for for us south africans who knows like doilies that is a bunch of doilies (laughs) that was like just put together i mean from afar one would think like wow it had potential but when i saw like it was doilies i mean when doilies comes up to in mind we just go back in the day and you're like grandma's house yes you like don't do that because i was picturing like this very intricate design crocheted like you know something pretty and it just it honestly looks like they've taken the doilies and sewed them all together and I mean, is, is this the evolution, the revolution of fashion? I hope not. I really hope not. And I think maybe to be fair, we are all in the fashion industry, so we're allowed to be a bit judgmental. And I think we're, you know, d- designed to be judgmental like this. We, we, yeah. uh, just back, 
Back to our topic of discussion because you know we can go on and on and on. Um, today again we're discussing a topic around, and this is the second part. Um, a glance at the African fashion revolution or evolution. Today we are joined in studio by our special special guests. They're absolutely phenomenal. Um, Vanya and Tando Mangaliso, owners and head designers of Sun Goddess, and they're looking absolutely um stunning. And Sivue James, head. Uh, Head fashion designer and owner for menswear pilgrimage clothing ZA. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fashion Lab. Vanya, let's Thank start you, it with you. You look absolutely phenomenal. Can you describe to our listeners what do you have on? Because that is beautiful. It just, when you walk, it's like this butterfly. Your, your dress, please describe. Thank you, Mo. I'm wearing a caftan, um, which is a mixture of two prints. One is, um, a lovely soft viscose and the chiffon one because of the weather. Um, coming from our latest collection, which we debuted at Fashion Week, something that just flows and, and it's a mixture of prints. If you love prints, I think you'd enjoy the dress. I it's love dramatic. I, I, I love, I love the captain. And when I look at yours, it has this whole flow tender. I mean, I love your shirt. You're bright. It says hello summer with a little bit of, um, that African tiger leopard print in leopard there. Yeah. Print. To yes. bring out my manhood. You yes. Know what I mean? it's, it's, <laughs> Look, I mean, um, my style today is global tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, at Sangares, you know, we steep ourselves in culture and tradition. And uh, if you look at um, what is happening globally, when we wanted to get into fashion, we thought to ourselves, how can we add to fashion globally? And the only way to do that is to be uniquely South African. Absolutely. And that's where the leopard comes in. And that's what the concept of global tradition, meaning you take it from the root and it appeals to everyone, you know. It comes from somewhere, it's got meaning and it's got a story, but more importantly, it's very South African and very fashionable. Wow, I mean, we're gonna have a very, very interesting and exciting show. Um, Siviwe, I mean, you are, we were, we were chatting earlier just before we came into the studio, and I find you so, the, the, the simplicity behind who you are, but yeah. still so powerful and so strong. Please describe what do you have on. I mean, in, in its own power. Um, I'm a cheapskate, like we were talking <laughs> earlier. <laughs> so I'm wearing my cheapskate skirt. It was a a silk skirt I discovered at a charity store. I think it was like twenty rand or something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that. And then you can't go wrong with the basic vest, guys. But the thing is, fashion for me, it's it's style. You, it's, uh, style is priceless. Yeah, you know, you good can. Taste. Yes, yeah. it's good taste. I I can be wearing right now. In my beautiful um, blue suit And yes, I'm wearing a blue suit Red tie, red shoes And no one knows I could maybe bought it for 500 I mean, but it looks like a million dollars on me It's how we carry It's how how we carry it Misha, I love your little um, dress that you have on there This old thing (laughs) (laughs) Please describe to our listeners, Misha, what do you have on? Um, Okay, well, because we're talking about... What was it? The revolution or something? Yes, yeah. the revolution. Um, and it's kind of Egyptian print, mm-hmm. just the faces, and it's a black little sweetheart neck. Um, yeah, and it's a little dressy thing. It's a bit longer than what I was wearing last week. So, <laughs> no, I, I must say, like, I love being involved in in the fashion industry because we get to express who we are, but. Most importantly, that um, Fashion Lab um, Africa, we dissect the business behind fashion. So we really go into, uh, you know, what is going on in terms of how we're running our businesses, our struggles, you know, how we can better ourselves as Africans and to be on a level as the rest of the globe. Mm-hmm. Just a 
quick reminder: we have a very interesting segment at the end of our show called "Who Would You Want to Dress?" Um, I would encourage um, you to think about it and share with us at the end of the show when we, re- <coughs> sorry, when we reveal our who's and why's. And this is my co-host Liz Ogumba's favorite segment. So, Liz, I hope you will tweet us or even call in. Um, you can call us in right into the studio on zero eight six one triple five one eight nine. That is zero eight six one triple five one eight nine. Keep your tweets coming in. Um, at Fashion Lab AF, and this is again on Twitter and on Instagram. Please send us those images of what you are wearing. We would love to hear what you are wearing, and please share that on at Fashion Lab Africa. Um, Vanya Tando, welcome onto our show. It is always a pleasure having such great heads um, in studio with us. And you know, when one looks at Sun Kades, and you guys started in two thousand, you know, so you guys. Can share and say, you know what? We know, we know a <laughs> little a bit. Couple of moons. <laughs> yeah, don't reveal our age, man. I mean, you know, it's like 15 years. You, I, <laughs> I can't years. believe it. I just cannot believe it. It's unbelievable. Your brand has already gone through some kind of evolution. You know, starting off with the idea of harvesting stories and images of South African traditions to key components of history and heritage. What's the next stage of evolution for you guys? In terms of where you're going to with your brand? Well, for us, um, one of the critical stages in terms of us becoming a, a lifestyle uh, brand was when we introduced our fragrances. And for us, that really signified that move where you now stop being just a fashion brand, you become now a lifestyle brand. And uh, which meant that now we could do like bags and shoes and that. And, and so we've got fragrances, bags, shoes, um, all sorts of accessories. We can dress uh, a person from head to toe. And we've done that and, you know, obviously it hasn't been easy over 15 years. Uh, the fragrances are out there. People know about the fragrances and, and the, and the bags and the leather goods. Uh, but for us now is to take the brand internationally. That's where we want to go to. We would like to get our online store going. It's, it's not an easy thing to, to mm-hmm. get your online store going. Cause also the clothes are very different. They're very unique. It's not just, yeah. not to disrespect a nice black dress. It's not just another stretch knit yeah. black dress that you've seen before. Yeah. You can say, Oh, give it to me in a medium. Mm-hmm. The clothes, the, the, the fabric, for instance, it's something new that people haven't seen. The, the, the embellishment, the silhouette and all of that. People need to get familiar with them. So when you sell online, people need a certain level of predictability. And we are working on that, also creating apps that mm-hmm. can help people to figure out mm-hmm. if you've never seen it, but it appeals aesthetically to you. Yeah. How can it, um, how will it look on you? And so that's what we're working on. And we're very excited about it. We just came back from, um, London Fashion Week a couple of months ago. And the idea was that we want to take the clothes so we can boost our online store. Yeah. Cause you know, we've showcased all over the world. And the one thing that always comes out in the end is, okay, so where do we get the clothes? Mm. Cause it's not just about entertainment at the end of the day. It Absolutely. Is about, it's, it's about sales. It's yes. about somebody making money. It's about money changing hands. Mm. And, and that's what it is uh, about in the end. And so our online store is meant to. To, 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 to cater for that to need. To take it to the next, to, to meet to the, the need, yeah. And also get into our own textiles. You know, you, you like what I'm yes, wearing and it's, it's yes. part of us developing our own textiles. Um, in terms of bringing also that whole unique South African mm-hmm. story to global fashion. Absolutely. Now, speaking about 15 years, I mean, 15 years is not three days. It, no. It's a long time. <laughs> Where you started with in terms of um, the kind of style that you guys started with, is it something that that, that has been constant The narration of who you are as Sun Cadets Tando um, Yeah I know um, 
you know, obviously starting 15 years ago on the African aesthetic. And all we've ever wanted to do was just continue developing it, mm-hmm. making it more useful, making it more practical. Because if you think of where African clothes were 15, 20 years ago, they were all locked up in um, cupboards, only used for special occasions. And a lot of the young people weren't interested in it. Mm-hmm. So as part of branding, which is the promise that we made to the South African public, mm-hmm. we continue to do that. So the nice thing is we've got a very strong signature. And when you see a Sun Goddess item, you know it's Sun Goddess. Mm-hmm. And that is where the evolution rises in keeping the promise that you started with. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. But um, I mean, in terms of what has been different as the years have gone by, you know, yes, we don't, it's, it's not about following trends, but drawing inspiration from the trends to keep up with current um, evolution with how the world is growing. Mm. Do you think the brand has grown into what is current right now? Yes, I think. (laughs) uh, It it is a good question because obviously we have to look at the trend. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, where we come in, um, we provide solutions, wardrobe solutions, but more importantly, um, if you you think of what African clothes were aesthetically Mm -hmm. in terms of the finish, the cut, the quality, that is where we come in, in terms of raising the African aesthetic making it more practical, combining the traditional uh, fabrics, but also going into a bit of synthetic, a bit of stretch, a bit of comfort, uh, that sort of thing. Because, yes, you can design beautiful clothes, but people need to be able to wear them. They need to be able to yeah. live. And we've taken South African traditional clothes from traditional ceremonies and made it into a lifestyle and integrated it into South African lifestyle. So, yes, you can wear it at a function or a wedding, but you can also wear your same um, cross-up pencil skirt to work yeah, or, or, or anything like that. So, s- so the brand still continues to have that ready to wear every day, and yes, you're yes, not overwhelmed what the, yes. by what is known in parentheses as African wear. Yes. Costume you know, wear. Costume yes, costume wear. wear. There costume we go. Um, see, viewer James, um, you a men's designer. I love when females come on and you know they men's men's become men's wear designers. Um, you run Pilgrim Clothing. I do. That's I right. Do. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. That is my little brainchild. Mm-hmm. Um, I love dressing from the man's wardrobe. And after my third year um, collection at Lysoff, I submitted it to AFI Fast Track, made it to the top 12. And after that, Pilgrim kind of grew its own legs. You know, people liked what they saw. Um, the first concept was on hobos of Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. It was different. It Very was, interesting. It was Very fun. Um, and I think now for Pilgrim, it's about showing the South African fashion market that, you know, I did a, a little bit of a rowdy moment. Now this is my coming out party. So <laughs> the new collection is a little bit more serious, mm-hmm. but it still uses South African narratives. It's mm-hmm. still taking the ordinary man's life and it's just putting it on the catwalk and it's saying that, you know, South Africa is beautiful. So, yeah. So, but, but, but like you're saying, in terms of Pilgrim, what is the narration of who you are as a per, no, no, who you are as a brand? Mm. What is your narration? Because I love the fact, you know, that you, you've drawn this collection from the homeless. Mm. So is it something that's constant that you're going to use constant or it, 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 does it change? It definitely will change. Um, I, 
what program is so how will identify sorry how will identify for example with sun goddess they yeah. have a, a signature yeah. they have the, the i understand the narration and the, their storyboard so when i look at something i can say oh that's a sun goddess no mm-hmm. matter how and how so do you with your brand because you're still relatively new yes. within the industry yes do you think you're going to come to a place where consumers and people can be like that is pilgrim I mean, I I want to get the brand there. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, when I envision my collections, I see the African or the South African story being the tying of of each collection from year in and year out. Um, whether it's me doing a collection on South African culture in terms of race, you know, mm-hmm. taking Afrikaans culture, Black culture, throwing it into a collection and saying, "What's your ethn- your ethnicity?" Or whether it's me doing another collection that is inspired by um, the cleaning lady, I think for for Pilgrim, it it would be the fact that the the roots of the collection are very ordinary. It, it's r- literally the the Batman story that I use, and as well as the hand finishing. And that is where you draw your inspiration. That is from. where I draw my inspiration. I love the guy on the street. I love the taxi driver who's wearing those chunky sandals. Yeah. I think that's beautiful for me. So it's the hand finishes. It's the local, it's lacquer, you know, kitsch moment to it that mm-hmm. then brings the nomadic pilgrim back into the customer recognizing what the brand is about. And and, and why fashion design? I mean, yes, a lot of, uh, because I asked young designers this question is because everyone comes in sometimes into the industry not understanding how Deep the industry is And mm. sometimes how difficult it is Because everyone comes in Everyone goes and studies And everyone thinks They're going to be the next yes. Michael Kors yeah. You know So why fashion? Um, why accounting? It's, it's, mm. it's life for me Okay um, I tried interior design I tried architecture But you can't communicate Or, or, or renegotiate Your own coding in a building mm-hmm. You can't renegotiate your personality Through furniture wow. alone You know, for me, clothing says that Today I'm happy, I'm independent I'm taking on the world But then tomorrow it also needs to subdue That strength that I have In order then to to speak to someone Who's a little bit more mature than me So for me, clothing And why I chose it is because I want South Africans to realize the power that mm. Blue has over their lives I want mm-hmm. them to understand that A tapered cut pair of pants isn't just Tapered for you, yeah. why are you wearing it? Yeah. What did you want to tell me today? Mm-hmm. I hear your conversation, so let it Tell me through your clothing Wow. And I think that's the beauty of fashion mm-hmm. It's constant But can you sell that at the end of the you day? You can okay. I sell you a lifestyle When I put my collection together for the catwalk That's me saying to you that envision where I want you to go with the clothes and then when I put it on an online store that's me then giving you the tools of articulating how catwalk then translate Mm -hmm. into my day to day because basically you sell your brand you sell you yeah Vanya I mean you guys have been coming on for 15 years people like Pilgrim they coming up you know <laughs> I what love, I'm saying they're I the youngsters I love what she's saying about uh, I think it's a very important message which can be emphasize enough about the fact that fashion is power mm. and fashion is a communicator mm. you know one of my favorite well my favorite designer in the whole world Musha Prada she says the thing about fashion is that you live in a world where people long for change. Yeah. But people, it's, it's very hard to change a building. It's very hard mm-hmm. to change the world. Yeah. The only thing you really have control over is your fashion, your clothes. 
If you wake up in the morning, you say, listen, I'm done with this. I want to be a different person. Mm-hmm. Guess what? One of the few things you can change, you can yes. wake up in the morning is your clothes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's got a lot of power. It's got a lot. That's why we got into fashion mm. for the communication and the vehicle that fashion provides. Mm. We are fashion entrepreneurs. We didn't go to design school. But we targeted fashion yeah. mm-hmm. as our vehicle for our messages. We could have mm-hmm. gone into music. Yeah. We could have, but obviously we love fashion. We can relate to yeah. it. We saw the the power behind fashion was also very unique and underplayed. Mm. Whereas music, you've got people that do what we do yeah. in music, mm. in food, in all sorts of things where you are sending a message mm-hmm. through the work you do, your art. Because that's what it's about at the end of the day. It's not just about um, another beautiful um Dress. Mm. It's not just an, about another beautiful skirt. It's about you saying you went to that vintage store and you picked out that skirt. Because mm. guess what? Chances are it was very, very well made, mm-hmm. but now nobody appreciates yes. it. And you walked in there, you know what you're doing. You're like, this skirt is very well made. The yes. fabric is good. Just because it was made 30 years ago doesn't mean I can't wear it now. In fact, I love it. Bonnie, so take me back 15 years ago, real quick. <laughs> what was your first collection that came out? 15 years ago, boom. Fifteen years ago, uh, the first collection that came out would have been obviously based on who we are, mm-hmm. like at the core. For instance, growing up in the Eastern Cape, you know, we're both Tosa. So the Tosa aesthetic is something we grew up around. Mm-hmm. When we spoke earlier of the costumey thing, where that's yeah. the only place you would see um, African clothes, They're very ceremonial. Mm-hmm. If something is happening in the community hall, then... You know, then you see people wearing their little bear shoes. I'm a bus. Oh, we wa- I'm a bus. And we watched Shagazulu. And Shagazulu for me was such a great inspiration. The movie when we were growing up. Uh, well, those days, I think there was just TV1, TV2. There weren't many channels. <laughs> and everyone, you know, Saturday night, everyone would gather around and watch Shagazulu. And mm-hmm. the costumes are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I got my kids to watch it the other day. And they still, I still couldn't believe how beautiful those costumes were. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I, I love it too. Now, you and Tanda, you, you guys are due. Now, in fashion, how does how does that work? You know, to keep you going for fifteen years because it's a partnership. Sure. I mean, everyone has to. Both of you contribute, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, you understand <laughs> and the Sangada's brand. So, how has that um, transition been up until right now, twenty fifteen, and that has kept you guys so successful? Thank you. Um, <clears throat> You know what? We work as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it works is that I run the shops and uh, she's the designer. And uh, over the years, you know, we just put our heads together, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it's about understanding that you've got to, got to be true to the promise that you Absolutely. set out to achieve. Absolutely. Um, pride and uh, selfishness and uh, your own opinion, yes, is very important, but you've got to look at the bigger picture. Mm. Um, Vanya is not only my partner in business, she's my wife as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I am part of something that is bigger than me. That's the way I see it. Mm. So you've got to come with a lot of humility and uh, understand that it's for the cause of the yeah. bigger picture, yeah. basically. And, and, uh, right and values, even, 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 even with Fashion Week, right, right, right um, three weeks ago when we did the Fashion Week, we designed the whole collection. But at some point we looked at it and then she said no. And we had to start again. And I just, I freaked out, but I just und- had to understand that, listen, we need to start again. Yeah, mm. yeah. And uh, like I said, humility and partnership is the most important thing. Absolutely. And maturity. Yes. And I well, think maturity is because <laughs> for, it, for me, really, it boils down to how mature are you to understand that you need to respect me mm-hmm. and I need to respect you as a person. So hear me out. Let me, <laughs> let me process mm. all of what you're saying. Give me some time. I'm going to come back. Exactly. And not just blow. Yes, yes. And I think, look, um, 
we live together. I'm with Vanya 15 hours a day, seven days a week. And uh, if we do have a fight, which we have all the time, make no mistake, <laughs> uh, what we've done is we understand that within an hour, you've got to get over it, mate. Mm-hmm. You've got to get over it and let's move forward. And I think there's a very good understanding there. No matter how angry you get, it's like, okay, let me snap out of it and let's keep moving. Because this is what I love doing. I love being partners with her as well. She's incredibly intelligent. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's just fantastic. Now, now, CVM, you know, you, you started your brand, right? You're relatively fresh. Um, in the next five years, where are you headed to? What is your five? Do you have a five-year plan strategy in place to say, this is where I want my brand to be. This is how I want my brand to be. At this mature level, I want to achieve this. Where do you see your brand within the next five years? Five years for Pilgrim is... <laughs> hopefully. Um, I would love to possibly see the brand in, in um, Dubai, in Singapore, just because I think there is something within the brand that isn't just for South Africans. Um, because I want to tell South African stories in a modern context, I think I want the brand to be seen in a different way. You know, South Africa isn't, it's not shwe shwe for me. For me, South Africa is the modern man who, who tells such an elaborate story through his clothes that, it, you know, it's undeniable. So I'd love to see the brand making itself overseas. Um, and me personally, I think I'd, I'd love to see myself growing to a point where I'm confident in my own work. You know, it's funny, you put it out there on Fashion Week, um, you know, Sun Goddess is a team, so you kind of reinforce each other's ideas and you've got that support structure. But when you keep you over here, mm-hmm. um, eventually <laughs> you kind of feel like little woman trying to take on the big bad world too much. Yeah. So I think I need to have a little bit more faith in, in my five years Pilgrim with that faith is, you know, in various online stores. Yeah. It's in a physical store. That is the big goal because I, I'm traditional in heart. So I love touch and feel. I want people to be able to touch the garments. So I'd love to see South Africans being loyal again to local designs and not saying oh, it's too expensive, yet you'll go to H&M. I want you to buy my clothes and love them and, and know that they're locally made because I considered your story. So that's Pilgrim for me in five years. I mean, I, I think being a menswear designer, it's very intricate because mm. um, with, even I always tell people within men, you'll find you're metrosexual, you're heterosexual, you're this one and that one. So at the end of the day, it's like categories yeah. on categories on who do you make clothing for? So within those categories and me as, as, as a man, as you see me and we were chatting earlier that I cannot wear shorts or yeah. anything outside of my suits. Yeah. So would I be able to wear you? Um, I'm actually looking through my new collection right now to see if, I, if there'd be like something <laughs> I'd give you. Um, you know what? I, you can't please everyone. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't ever want to, um, want to bombard myself with the idea that every collection will always speak to every single guy. Yeah. Um, like me being... You have the, your target market. N- not that I necessarily have my target market, but I think for every collection, there will be a guy for it. Like the first collection, Hobos, it was for the artist. It was for someone who loves wiping a paintbrush on them. The new collection is for... Um, the modern, um, gray-haired man who, who travels overseas and maybe, um, doesn't mind spending like a thousand five hundred rand on a pair of sandals. 
So the, each collection grows and it finds its new consumer. But I think the true identity of Pilgrim's Man is the international South African. He he lives in Santon, but he, he also goes to Bramfontein on a Saturday because he feels so kifbra. So it, it, it will sway, but I think the more I grow, the more I'll refine my man. I think today in, in, in the studio, I mean, we have just strong heads and everyone is just flowing. We're about to take a quick little break. Keep it locked. After the break, we're coming straight into um, the trend report um, with Misha. Keep it locked. Don't go anywhere. This is CliffCentral.com. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? Join us for the sexiest VIP party at Madison Avenue, Santon's newest nightclub. Cliff Central's taking over the VIP area, so join us as our special VIP and start 2016 on the right note. General admission is 200 Rand, but our exclusive VIP party together with Absolute Vodka is 500 Rand, which includes great music with me, Gareth Cliff, O'Neill, Miss Prue, and the Cliff Central crew, an outdoor tented area, lots of bars, food, prizes, gorgeous people, and a night to remember. Book now for Cliff Central Rocks Madison at CompyTicket.com. Go to CliffCentral.com for more details and stay tuned for everything you need to know. Be absolute and rock into 2016 with us. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. If you have just joined us, you are listening to Fashion Lab Africa right here on CliffCentral.com. Every Friday between 1 to 2 Central African time. And we're now going straight into our trend report with Misha. Misha, welcome. Thanks again. Can you say my surname? Lynx King. No. No. Try again. Lynx King. Misha, can we get to the trend <laughs> <Sure>. report? <laughs> okay. So I'm really excited about today's trend report because I'm talking about trends that have emerged from movies. Okay. Yay. I love movies. If anyone knows me, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm Fashion that movies? Fashion films? Sorry. Uh, sorry, Misha. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so let's begin with in 1950, there was that movie, The Seven Year Itch. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's the one where Marilyn Monroe wore her iconic white halter neck where the, the thing blows and yeah. Um, that movie pretty much set the tone for women's fashion in the 1950s. Then we get to um, Audrey Hepburn's 1957 funny face um that's where she wore the all black and that we sometimes associate that with with artists and mm-hmm. art critics yeah. that that black halter what, what is it turtleneck yeah the turtleneck um, the the tapered pants the flat shoes and and all of that kind of yeah um and then then we can't leave out breakfast at tiffany's mm-hmm. you, you just can't um from that we got the the little black the ugh, the little black dress which is a staple in any woman's wardrobe mm-hmm. or man if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, we also saw the first oversized sunglasses mm-hmm. which yes. which people are wearing like now it, it's like fly yes. vibes. Any yeah. day. <laughs> you can literally put a bra on your face. The revolution, yeah, the revolution. Um then we go to 1977 uh where we get what the movie that put disco on the map. Saturday Night Fever mm-hmm. um, with the, the John Travolta yeah. yes. all white three piece bell button suit thank you so much John that was going to be me wasn't it uh, <laughs> probably I can actually I can picture you you know right. um, <laughs> yeah and then a year later we got Grease with the high waisted 1950s inspired poodle skirt mm-hmm. and then on a completely different spectrum we've got that really hardcore leather biker 
you know, that look. That was hot. That mm, was hot, that yeah. That was hot. Vampish. Um, <laughs> then, it, now we're trying to, now we're really starting to show people's ages. Um, but, yeah. In 1983, Tom Cruise's very first, um, leading role, which was Risky Business. Yeah. Saw the Ray-Bans. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie actually kick-started the business. Like, it really started pumping. After Ooh. that movie sold, they made tons of money. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but with that, you've got your Ray-Bans with your, your blazer and your, your t-shirt underneath, uh-huh. it, which is, it's a, it's a relevant it's look today. Look yeah. 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 You can thank Bruno Mars with his Uptown Funk music video. <laughs> sure. Um, now, while the men were looking all queen, oh, clean and rebellious, um, the women went completely opposite with flash dance. That mm. was the leg warmers, or mm-hmm. luminous leg warmers, the oversized jerseys and the wild hair, which I'm kind of wearing today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The, the leg, warmer, leg warmers actually made a comeback in 2000, and the oversized jersey came back in around 2013. Yes. Yeah. Um, then in 1985, the movie Desperately Seeking Susan brought us Madonna before mm-hmm. all those fembot eye-gouging bras. <laughs> yeah, so that look was kind of relevant this year with mm-hmm. the, you know, the bras, bustier tops yeah. with the blazers and the, the mesh tank tops. Yeah. Yeah, um, also the chunky, chunky layer jewelry and the heavy makeup. That was that look then. Um, then in the 1990s, we have Clueless. I don't know. I remember watching that as a little girl and thinking it was the bit. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> I still like it even today, actually. I watched it then. I watch it now. Yeah. I should probably watch it again. Um, it's fun. It's cute. But yeah, that movie gave the, you know, that plaid matching mm-hmm. mini skirt suit. Mm-hmm. Um, very Chanel like a mini Chanel. Yeah. It also gave that typical I'm blonde, so I'm gonna wear a tiny dress and non existent skirt yeah. kind of phase in fashion. Then in two thousand the movie Gladiator came out, which actually started a trend of those Greek type movies. Mm. In two thousand four we saw Troy, in two thousand and six was three hundred, Clash of the Titans, Wrath of the Titans yeah. and, and so forth. Um, these movies kind of reignited the whole gladiator mm-hmm. sandal mm-hmm. and then it actually grew into the gladiator high heel. Okay. Um, yeah. And okay. Well, this next one really pains me to say it. Um, but in 2008, we got that whole grunge rock buttoned down plaid shirts and the cozy sweaters from Twilight. Mm-hmm. That horrible, horrible movie. Lumberjack. Okay. Now this <laughs> is, yeah, this is just my opinion, but I'm convinced mm-hmm. that that sparked the beginning of hipsterism to, you know, that whole, oh, no. Do yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone must tell me what a hipster is. I, just, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to say, but I just didn't want to interrupt. The hipster is the man bun and, and the grizzly beard, but then as well, he's like slightly polished. And he kind of looks like he's homeless, but he's got the Apple iPhone and, yeah. and the, yeah, yeah. The, the laptop. So the dirty look. It's it's kind not of. it's not necessarily dirty though. Think well. lumberjack. Like it's like, it's Does like, he want to wash? Yeah, no. he doesn't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but he but he okay, has he's communicating to us that he looks dirty, but he isn't dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I then also it. that really, you know, that really low cut <laughs> yeah. vest yeah. where you can kind of see everything, but and you they don't have a lot of it. hair, isn't it? Like yeah. chest mm. hair. It almost brings back that that eighties. Sportsman, Jimmer dude Ooh. who used to wear the crop top. But don't forget the skinny jeans. Yeah. Like really, you know when it's too tight, they can't have kids anymore? Yeah. That, that's I, I, uh, 
No. Okay, carry on, yeah. carry on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now the next one, although Lord of the Rings started showing in 2001, with the release of The Hobbit, we can kind of say that it had a bit of a revival to that whole Lord of the Rings fashion mm-hmm. with that immaculately detailed jewelry. You know, mm. where, you know, you look at it and you're like, this is art, why mm-hmm. am I wearing it? Mm-hmm. Um, and also to some extent, we see... That the cape is kind of creeping its way back into our closets. We can, Every, you know. All, all the runways, mm-hmm. yeah. They had capes. Now, I don't know things. if any of you follow movies at the cinemas, but this year there's been a huge trend in bringing back the past. We saw this with um, Jurassic Park. We mm-hmm. saw Terminator, Mad Max, and of course we can't forget Star Wars. Which yes. Is coming out. So cute. Even me. Um, okay, so which brings us to our final trend. Mm-hmm. Um, a number of designers have been producing once-off items um, inspired by the characters by the new film. For those of you who have a bit of money lying around, um, these ensembles are being auctioned off. Um, for all of you lesser people like me, um, we will be seeing this in a more commercial and affordable representation. So, yay for that. Um, and yeah, that was the trend report. Oh, thank you so thank much, you. Mish. It's, wow. it's so different. It's exciting. It makes us laugh. And thank you so much for that, Misha. But you know what? I find it so, I find it so, so interesting, you know, that how fashion evolves, but it comes right back. Mm. So at what stage is there like something super brand new going to come in where it will also be taken onto the next generation mm. and the next generation? Because I think like everything is just coming back. You know, every single thing is coming back and we make it a little bit more modern mm. and we sell it and maybe... But so at what point, Banyam, you know? Well, they say, um, the secret to creativity is hiding your source. <laughs> if you can go and find it, you can mm-hmm. present it as new and everyone will think it's new. Yeah. Um, but fashion does, um, tend to, 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 to go in cycles. Also because people, um, are safe. Mm-hmm. People want to go for what has been tried and tested. Mm. And also people are aware that aesthetically the eye will always long for what is new, what mm-hmm. it hasn't seen. Mm-hmm. So you'll bring up, you'll bring back something that has not been there. However, to answer your question is when does something become new? Yes, you do see things that are new. Like for instance, if you think Dior, if you go back into fashion history, you think when Dior brought back what they call the new look, that really shifted the aesthetics completely. Yeah. Completely. Things were, things moved forward. You break and in what year was that when do you recall? Uh Dior, I think this was in the forties. Mm-hmm. When you did the the new look forties, fifties. You think of the Japanese designers, your 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 Yoji Yamamoto's, oh. your Kenzo's, your uh Izumiakis when they got to Paris, mm. which is something you'll appreciate because they brought that very androgynous uh, uh, uh um feel feel to fashion, yeah. that aesthetic way where a man or woman could, could wear them there. very unique tailoring that they brought to Paris and yeah. that was their very unique contribution you come, you take you, you move again you come to South Africa when we started you you got off the plane you could have been anywhere in in Africa or in the world there was nothing to say to you this is South Africa yes yes this uh, i'm in South Africa but you know i also traveled a lot in the time to um, the Congo, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You get off the airplane immediately. You see South, um, absolutely local fashion. Absolutely. So with us in South Africa and the establishment of the South African design aesthetic as we know it now, I think there were a lot of uh, innovations that came about. A lot of things that were introduced. Uh, for instance, if you think um, when you think of African dressing in its most basic, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you would have taken a, a piece of skin from an animal and you would have draped it at the back and thought, oops, my ass is sticking out. <laughs> Take yes. another one. Uh-huh. And then you think, oh, maybe I need to hide the size. Well, I'm cold the side, you know, and you wrap it's it up. It's like layering. Mm-hmm. Layering. Yes. And that has been the foundation for, 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 for South Af- African design. In mm-hmm. fact, you even think of a sari, actually. Yeah. You drape. Mm. Um, and now, like with, the, so that's how we started. In fact, one of the very first items we made was this Shresha wrap skirt. And because we wanted to establish African design. And once we had done that, 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 because African design also is not just about taking an African fabric and cutting it nicely. And mm-hmm. then you, that, not that you can't call it an African design because obviously that's your presentation. Yes. However, I wanted to say a specialized <laughs> individual textile. That's what I want to call it yes, these days. And that's in, what it is. Because uh, I'm so sorry <laughs> to interrupt you there. We have now, we've, we've now been pinned down that everything that is overdone in textile and has colors, maybe yes, or whatever, African. it's African, which <laughs> is not true. No. It is just an individual no. textile type of a thing. No. So it's, it's, it, and that's what it's about. So with time, um, like for instance, when we started that you could name African designers mm-hmm. in the country, in, 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 in South Africa. And even in the continent, people that are doing it at a level where you show, you know, obviously there are different stages to your fashion, yeah. where you're showcasing a collection every year at a major platform like a fashion week or so. And now, now that, the, the, you know, the industry has grown so much, you you see the evolution in African fashion. Mm. You see it aesthetically. Yeah. Things are a bit more tailored. Mm. How, you know, uh, and, you, and, and that is the newness, I think, for African fashion. But at the same time, as, as, as a designer, same way that Levi's has been running the 541 from as long as we can remember, they'll always run it. As a design house and I suppose as, as a brand, you also need to have those things that anchor your brand, that take you. We've had this conversation yeah. before, Mo, about the fact that you need to have what you would call your, your basic look. Yes. Your signature. Mm-hmm. And then you keep introducing new things. And I think in, in, in trying to understand humanity and, and, and we see ourselves as wardrobe solution providers. Mm. The more you're interested in people, what they need, their lifestyles, that's the more you can better your product and bring about innovation. Cause it's not just about making beautiful clothes. Yeah. Anyone can do that. Anyone can walk in, copy, buy. You can go buy things yes. these days and you can say, that's my collection. You don't even need to design a single thing and you can still call yourself a design and actually going to be successful. Yes. However, if you, are, if you are interested in doing what you should be doing, then there's, um, there are ways of doing it. And yeah. I also, I also just want to come in there. I love what Vanya just said right now and encourage all our African and not just South African, but Pan-African and just to enlighten them that so many people that's involved with global fashion, they come to Africa Mm -hmm. to get inspired. Mm -hmm. So fashion actually comes whatever you see abroad. Mm -hmm. That's why when you look at international trends and what is happening, it has been inspired. I remember in 2010, 2011, um, in Paris, um, the Indie print was It was crazy And sometimes you would even ask like random people Do you know where this print comes from or what And people they don't know But it's all inspiration So we need to look around Mm. With deeply And envision And use And sell right back to them Because they come And they take They take 
and goes back and then they sell it right back to it. Think, think to of, sorry, think of the leopard print 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. That was actually, um, if you think of the Italians, um, that was a staple for, you know, Dolce Gabbana's, your Roberto Cavalli's. Mm. Yes. And most people, I've always worn leopard print, but you know, you, 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 you suggested leopard print 10 years ago. They'd be like, no, but if you think now, everyone wears leopard print. Yeah. Absolutely. Zebra, zebra prints. Yeah. Zebra prints, yeah. And so like you were saying, people uh, look overseas for inspiration. And, uh, but Jeff, you're supposed to be looking. You look at that look antelope, or like um, <laughs> rhino. It's it's funny how you say that people come here and draw inspiration. Um, but I was in in Zanzibar a couple of years ago, and everywhere I saw was Barack Obama's face. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we're drawing inspiration from them. They're drawing inspiration from us. And when are we just gonna, you know, draw inspiration? But from the thing is, and I think too, mm-hmm. we are literally the motherland, yeah. and everyone feels like they. Come from you, mm-hmm. the cradle but of humankind. Yeah, I think more importantly, guys, if you look at fashion as a whole, you know, coming back from London, going past New York and Paris mm-hmm. in the last few weeks, um, we're a developing nation. Mm. And if you think the strides that we made in the past fifteen years have been awesome, mm. and the thing I like about it is it's all grassroots based, mm-hmm. and um, we just need to give ourselves time. But, but you know, Tanda, I, I want to take that away where people say we are developing. Yeah. We are not developing. No. We are, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but <laughs> we are really, we developed, but because the whole world has pumped into our understanding and our process that we are still developing. Yeah. Hence, we think yeah. we are still developing, but we to developed. Be, to be fair, I think we're developing a bit backwards after what happened this week with the president. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You had to take us there. Didn't I did you? have to. Like we were having a great time. As the, as the <laughs> only white girl sitting in studio amongst all us blacks, she's now coming with our president. We still love you, Misha. Thank you. We still love you. Um, Vanya Tandem, um, where can we get a hold of you guys if, if our audience and our listeners wants to engage with you? How can we, how can they engage with you guys? Okay, we've got two shops. We've got one in Santon and the Da Vinci Mall. How blessed and highly favored. Thank you. No, for sure. You know, you it's get been to meet the most interesting people. We've traded in Santana for the past 10 years. It's very cosmopolitan. And, um, like you say, you also get to meet tourists. It, it's become the new center. We say goodbye to the Springboks. They we do all sorts of things in Santa. Come to Santa. Our second shop is in Durban as well. Uh, Durban Central. Um, Facebook hit us up there. Uh, Instagram as well. We, I wouldn't say we've got the best, but we, we, you know, we, we, we yeah, we're there. We're there about, <laughs> you know what? We fashion entrepreneurs. We understand marketing. Facebook and Instagram were made for people like ourselves. And we've Absolutely. taken it with both hands and we're very aggressive on it as well. And you're right. Frank, Frank. Also, yeah. we are members of the newly formed Gauteng Fashion Council and we would love to, um, invite designers to come and join. Come be involved. Come be the change that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for long, the South African fashion industry has been all over, mm. not speaking with one voice. People complain about this, the cheap Chinese exports, not enough textiles. And I think it's about, t- and half the time people have the solutions, but all yeah. you ever get to other problems. Mm. So now government is saying. So fashion listen. might be still waiting for 
the media partnership within the I mean, project. You guys must I'm just saying, Vanya. <laughs> just yeah. yeah. I'm just it's putting it out there. It's all in the plans. It's all in the plans, <laughs> I'm dear. kidding. I'm kidding. And so let everyone come together and let's let's build the fashion yes. industry. Let's see what happens in the let's next Let's develop and years. grow together and stop complaining. Yep. Let us be the change that we you want to see. experience mm. and we want to see. Um, Siviwe, how can people get hold of such a lovely, energetic young lady like yourself? Um, Pilgrim Clothing is on Instagram. Uh, be careful, there is another Pilgrim Clothing brand. It's a women's brand. Look for a Zere at the end. It's local. Um, as well, I'm on Facebook, uh, also for Pilgrim Clothing. Unfortunately, my personal accounts, I never advertise. But Instagram and Facebook, that is where you can find Pilgrim Clothing. And I must say, on a side note, I'm so glad we have a Joburg Fashion Council. Finally. <laughs> finally. Thank you. The coffee table discussions time. are actually going to have actions to them. Which exactly. Is in the channel. No, yeah. And I think that's what it's all about. It's for everyone. It's, it's funny how our industry, it's massive, big, but yet so niche. Mm. So that's what we have to do is just by word of mouth. Yeah. And letting people know that this is available so we can all come together and develop our country. I mean, our continent. Because that's where we yep. want That's our initial plans That's our market right there But as well as a young designer You know When when you have grown up um, Hearing about Sun Goddess and, and all these different brands I think for me What's even better Is that finally When there is a fashion council There's proper mentorship available again You know mm. It's scary when you just pop out And mm. everyone says you're great mm. And then you sink And you're like I shouldn't have you know, there was a structure, so why did I think? And wow. with a council now, Joburg designers are also going to have what Cape Town designers have. Absolutely. We support. need that support. Absolutely. So and this, voice. this is essential. This Absolutely. Is so now we headed quickly into our last segment. It's our very fun and exciting segment. And like I said, my co-host and co-producer Liz Ogumba loves this segment. Is Who would you want to dress and why? I mean, whether you love that person or you think, hey, you need some change <laughs> to your style. Or you just want to dress them because... They're amazing. They, they, they represent who you are as a person. To all our listeners and our audience from across the globe and also locally, please send us your Instagram at um, Fashion Lab um, African and also tweet us on Fashion Lab AF. Um, where, where should I start? Who's ready? Who's ready? Who's ready? <laughs> Vanya, are you ready? Who would you want to dress and why? Well, the dream, if I could dress Trevor Noah going to the Golden Globes with Charlize Theron on her arms, Mm -hmm. on his arms. (laughs) On a full sun goddess. Full sun god and sun goddess. And why? Well, because they're such, uh, we're very proud of them as Mm -hmm. two South African icons. It is so difficult for South Africans to make it overseas and what Trevor has accomplished and what Shalise has also accomplished, it's great. And hopefully it will be an inspiration for other Absolutely. South African icons from products to people. Absolutely. Tando? Um, Serena Williams, eh? Mm. I just, I just love Serena Williams. I love what she stands for. I love, um, the fact that she's been on top of her game for so long. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, it's only now people have sort of accepted her mm-hmm. for a long time. I remember when the, when her and her sister used to play in the finals, people would say it's boring, but that mm-hmm. was history, you know? And I just love everything that she stands and for. She's just powerful. become global icons. Yeah. Right? And, and, and she actually came to the shop once. Wow. And, um, I couldn't yeah, speak to her. She back. was within five meters of me. <laughs> and the bodyguards, <laughs> she had about 10 people around her. We had to close the shop. And I was so close. She was just like, you understand, within an arm's length. And I couldn't speak to her. Like, I, <laughs> and then she just kept on pointing and pointing until she found the bag and then she bought the bag and it was like, I couldn't believe, I couldn't even get a signature. Anyway, so yeah. 
Serena Williams, power all the way. Um, yo, that's a hard one for me. Um, I can't think of anyone in particular, to be honest. Okay, we'll we'll give you we'll give, give you another, another opportunity. Mish, who would you want to dress? Okay, I'm getting very serious now. Um, I would like to dress. Okay, I'm going to say his name wrong, horribly wrong, because it's me. Um, but I want to dress Jose Mojica or Mojica. He's he's the um, he's the president of Uruguay mm. And he's known as the poorest president in the world oh. Basically what he does His, his salary is 12,000 US dollars And he donates at least over 90% of it To um, to you know the poor and small intra- enterprises and, and all of that kind of stuff And I think a man so incredible mm. Deserves to get a little back mm. Even if it's from someone who's not in his own country I think he's so inspirational So I would like to dress him That is special Mine is very very interesting guys Because let me tell you quickly before before um, So twice people have said to me Abroad and in South Africa They're like no you're becoming like the little pope <laughs> <laughs> The little fashion, fashion pope. pope. <laughs> so I really, you know, would I would challenge the Catholic Pope to change and what he's wearing and how we can curate it in <laughs> making that dress yes. into something phenomenal. And for example, you take San Gadessa's stuff and you just throw it on that little white thing on his <laughs> and wherever he comes, you'll be like, that is the Pope. <laughs> So, I mean, the, the Pope, I think the Pope is elegant, he's pure, mm. he's clean, he's humble. He's just a fashion. Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's the only man, really, where, where one can say on a day-to-day, and it, he wears that full dress. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. So, I'm just telling everyone, watch me, Mo, become the next Pope. <laughs> Hello, fashion With that pope. little dress. <laughs> Um, just before we wrap up our, our parting shots, Vanya Tando, thank you so much for joining us in studio. It's always an absolute pleasure having thank you guys you. with us at Fashion Lab. Thank you, um, thank you. Any parting shots to our listeners across the globe? In and yeah, um, <clears throat> I just wanted to say, um, you know, we've been doing this for fifteen years. Uh, we continue to do it. Like my wife said, um, we wanted to now take the brand overseas, and uh, that, that's our ambition. You know, local tradition made in South Africa. For global presence and global understanding And global appreciation So um, yeah, that's what we're about I think it's um, it's a great time for South African fashion There's so many exciting things that have happened Even having a show that talks about fashion exclusively yeah. on mm. At this level is really incredible And you know, we have, you. we have like fashion week platforms in South Africa uh, with two collections a year, which is which is phenomenal, and I think there's great things that are likely to happen. But people just need to work hard, and don't give up. Um, it's a it's a it's a great industry. We you know we've been in it for the past 15 years. We live off fashion. We don't have any other income other than fashion. We got four kids. It's a full, fully fledged household and family, and other families that live off it. And I know it's a difficult time and people go, oh, no, it's so hard in fashion. Yes, it is hard, but there is a way. And we really look forward to um, fashion being a great contributor to our GDP. Mm. Absolutely. Sis, before we go, Sylvia, quickly. Um, I think for me, what I'd like to say is let's start loving local again. And, and not just in terms of local is lacquered and we'll support them on the catwalk. But let's be loyal about being inspired by our own work, you know, and be proud of it. Mish? Okay, I'm going to go back from being serious to not being serious. <laughs> Guys, overpopulation is a problem. So wrap it up this weekend. Just, yeah. 
that's, that's oh, and one more thing, Mo. Yes, yes, you, yes. You talk about trends coming back. Yes. Let you and I bring bell bottoms back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> let me tell. I'm telling you that. It. You let know it's going it. there. It's yeah. going there. My parting shots is um, we're still praying for Nicola. Um, hashtag please continue to pray for Nicola. Um, let's stand together. Let's unite and take our continent and who we are as people to the next level so people can understand that we're not running around here like crazy headless chickens, that we're actually on a level yeah. that the whole globe is on. Keep focused. Thank you for listening. Download the podcast. Up the podcast. Share them so people can know that we're out there. Learn from Expertise. Have a fantastic weekend and a fantastic Friday afternoon. Thank you for listening. Ciao, ciao, and goodbye. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Keeping it real on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.